Let's do this, I think. It's the May 10th, 2019 edition of Weekly Signals Meltdown, a reconfiguration of the last 168 hours of history broadcasting from Studio A at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And as always, Mike Pence's secret lover, Muller, the fake news dog. That's right, Mahler. Keep it a secret. Coming up, yes. the bug apocalypse, yes. uh-huh. coral reefs, fetuses in jail, yeah. obstruction, grifting, and more. <laughs> but first, would you like some psilocybin, Mike? For breakfast? No, yeah. thank you. Really? For it's some pretty serious after stuff. dinner, yeah. maybe. What, yeah, what about you, Nathan? You just wanna, no, it's I not don't like wanna, a cup of coffee. This is not a decision you you take lightly. Yeah, it makes you feel light. Yes, and airy. Yes, but it's something to block off the day for, <laughs> <laughs> or, or more. Describe for our audience what psilocybin is, will you, please? It's a, a happy drug. Yeah, a psychedelic mushroom. And Denver passed an ordinance decriminalizing hallucinogenic psilocybin mushrooms, the first measure of its kind in the United States. Immediately after the election, the psilocybin initiative appeared headed for defeat. But late Wednesday, the city of Denver released what it called the final unofficial results showing the measure passing by 50.56%, so one percentage point, and it passed. Yeah. The results will be certified May 16th, No person should ever be treated like a criminal for using a mushroom, said Kevin Matthews, who heads Decriminalize Denver, the group that pushed the ordinance that would prohibit local authorities from enforcing criminal penalties for possession of psilocybin mushrooms for personal use. California failed to get a similar measure on the ballot last year. Activists in Oregon, Iowa, and other states hoped to put the issue to a statewide vote in 2020. Advocates spent months explaining the potential medical benefits of psilocybin mushrooms to win public acceptance for a substance known more for getting you really high. Psilocybin mushrooms have been credited with helping overcome depression, anxiety, drug addiction, post-traumatic stress disorder, and promoting cosmic slop, looking glass skies, and hookah-smoking caterpillars. You know... Nathan, I'm no prude when it comes to uh, decriminalizing (laughs) drugs. And I do believe that it should be decriminalized. But I'm a little bit leery about the idea of this as being seen as some kind of recreational activity, everyday use kind of thing. This would be a disaster. They're not opening up mushroom shops. Right. Which is a good thing, I think. Yes, I do. This is a little bit more serious than marijuana. It is much more serious yeah. than marijuana. Yeah. And what you said is true. I, if you were at all inclined to use this drug, it would take up a good part of at least one day of you in the process of it and also recovering from yeah. it. I'm really shocked that it passed. Well, it's Denver. <laughs> On the darker side, According to a UN report, one million plant and animal species are on the verge of extinction. (laughs) The report directly links the loss of species to us. Yes. That's you and me, Mike. Yes, yes. 
human activity. Oh, absolutely. The decline in biodiversity is screwing up our economies, livelihoods, food security, health, and quality of life worldwide, too. So not only are we responsible for it, but we're going to suffer the consequences. Nearly 150 authors from 50 nations worked for three years to compile the report for a panel of 132 member nations, including the U.S. Representatives of each member nation signed off on the findings. That means we must have signed off on it, even <laughs> though we're saddled with a yam. Climate change is a major factor in the mass extinction, increasing the effects of overfishing, widespread pesticide use, and pollution. The upside, according to the report, is that it's not too late to make a difference. But that requires more than 100 nations to work together to bring about change. Yeah. On one hand, it's encouraging to see that that's written into the story, that it's not too late. But increasingly, these articles are giving that time frame for action to be more narrow all the time. And we're headed in the wrong direction. And we're absolutely heading in the wrong direction. At least our leadership at the top of the pile here in the U.S. is headed in the wrong direction. Well, the U.S. is heading in the wrong direction. It's literally sprinting in the wrong direction now. But when you think about India coming online as a major economy and what that means for the, the planet, China, some of the biggest countries in terms of population are now gearing up for a Western lifestyle modeled after a Western civilization. And those things are just not boding well for us. Yeah. Nations that signed off on the study's findings acknowledged that opposition from rich people invested in the status quo is expected. Hmm. He hates rich, greedy bastards. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know he does. Yeah. He tried to eat the face off of one. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I stopped him. I said, You've got to think this through, Mahler. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You're welcome. Speaking of greedy bastards, according to a new study, the gap between the world's poorest and richest countries is about 25% larger today, or now, than it would have been without climate change. African countries in tropical latitudes have been hit the hardest, with the gross domestic product per capita of Mauritania and Niger more than 40% lower than they would have been without climate change. India had a GDP per capita 31% lower because of climate change. The figure for Brazil is 25% lower. On the other hand, global warming has contributed to the GDP per capita of several rich nations, including some of the world's largest flatulators of greenhouse gases. And there is evidence that labor productivity declines at higher temperatures that cognitive performance declines at higher temperatures, and that interpersonal conflict increases at higher temperatures. Well, we know about that yeah. here in Southern California. Right. In August, it gets really hot, and we go around stabbing each other. We do. A lot more activity. Yeah. Plus, plus, illnesses increase in countries, which lowers our productivity yeah. and their mortality rates. Sometimes this measure of productivity annoys me. Okay. What it really means is making more automobiles. That's right. a measure of productivity. Right. right. If we were to produce 100,000, whatever that number is, <laughs> gas-powered automobiles, right. our GDP would go up. Right. It's not necessarily a good number. 
It's a very outdated number. It was devised during World War One to measure productivity of tanks and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't take into account the negative effects of producing things. That's a great point, that the GDP doesn't necessarily translate into a quality of life. No. In fact, at times, you're right, they're diametrically opposed to one another. And so yeah. we have the rich folks, the greedy bastards, paying attention to the GDP as if it's their god. Right. When, in fact, it's really destroying what should be their god. And there's one element of that that we hear every day, which is the uh, stock market. Yeah. Right? No kidding. Well, everybody, oh, what's the stock market up? Is it down? Oh, my God. People are losing sleep over the stock market. When the amount of people that are affected by which direction the stock market goes in is like 1% or 2% of the entire population of the country. Yeah. We're told that the economy is growing. It has no when connection. in fact, it's yeah. growing for people who are yeah. rich bastards who are making money off of things that are actually dragging down the quality of life. Right. In the long term, climate change benefits no one. Remember that, you greedy... Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. If this news enrages you, may I recommend a donation to KUCI-FM during our 50th anniversary fund drive to lift your spirits? Call 949-824-5824 now. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial-free, free-form, free-speech radio at 88.9 FM. Just go to KUCI.org. You know, Mike, there's a lot of bugs. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Really? Yeah. I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, there Mars, are. Mars. There are a lot of bugs. About 5.5 million species of insects and around 10 quintillion total. That's a lot. You got that? Yeah. 10 quintillion. Quintillion. Not that's, a billion. That's probably not a, a trillion, not a quadrillion, but a quintillion. So that's and 10 uh, of them. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, and I think they're all crawling on Mahler's body. <laughs> yeah, I know Mahler. I guess so. Well, yeah, put that number together with other kinds of animals with exoskeletons and jointed legs known as anthropods, mites and spiders, and there are probably about 7 million species in all. A recent report warned of a bug apocalypse. <laughs> the extinction of 40% of the world's insect species over the next few decades. That's what that bug apocalypse will do. We don't know exactly why. Pesticides probably, but habitat loss and climate change also play a part in the bug apocalypse. <laughs> Insects are the key part of every food web. Every natural element of food that you're going to stick in your fat face Bugs had a lot to do with it, getting to your fat face. So when insect numbers decrease, everything higher up the food chain will suffer. Yeah. Suffer. <laughs> that we'll too. Suffer. We'll have suffer, and then we won't. And then we won't. Yeah. yeah. This is already happening. Falling insect populations in Central America tropical forests have been accompanied by parallel declines in the numbers of insect-eating frogs, lizards, and birds. And this will just keep happening everywhere and grow. And we're in line. Yes, we are. For the bug apocalypse. Well, throughout the development of the earth, whatever has been at the top of the food chain uh -huh. tends to get killed off. Yeah. 
and we're at the top of the food chain. Uh-huh. Dinosaurs, Dinosaurs, top of the food chain. The food chain. Where chain. are they now? We're pumping them into our cars to drive around to create more, uh-huh. more apocalyptic stuff. Yeah. Mahler has told me that one day, yeah, yeah. he plans on pumping us into his tank. <laughs> yeah. One of the uh, not so cool sidebars on all of this is that crops that have already been ravaged by climate change now face a new threat: uh-uh. hungrier bugs. Hungrier bugs. Hungrier bugs. So the hungrier bugs that are bugs. left are pissed off, okay, right. and they're hungrier. Really? Yeah, they're madly hungry. I think they're chewing on Mahler <laughs> they right now. Best. Speaking of bugs, yeah. California is banning a widely used pesticide that has been linked to brain damage in children. The state ban on chlorpyrifos, a pesticide used on almond, citrus, cotton, grapes, walnuts, and other crops, follows years of research that shows chlorpyrifos causes serious health effects in children, including impaired brain and neurological development. You know, if I hadn't eaten so many walnuts and almonds in my lifetime, I would have been able to say that word. Chlorpyrifos. But I can't. You can't? Yeah, I try. Exposure to low to moderate levels of chlorpyrifos during pregnancy have also been associated with lower IQs and memory problems. Huh? What? So it... Eh, that's not uh, nice. Okay, okay. I was You're saying that about your mom. No, your mom I, had a lot of uh, she, walnuts. She, she had a lot but of memory. didn't have chlorpyrifos back when you were a kid. No, but she was spraying Aquanet in her face for yeah, 35 years. Yeah, yeah, so... The Obama Environmental Protection Agency, the Obama Environmental Protection Agency had moved to ban the chemical, but the Trump EPA reversed that effort because Obama. Yeah, because it had Obama had something to do with it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, smart move, Mr. Yam. The Trump Republicans even rejected the scientific conclusions of their own government experts because freedom. It's freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dow DuPont is now evaluating all options to challenge California's ban. And so we can have more children with mental defects, I guess. Think about this business model. You just said it. And that is, faced with an overwhelming amount of evidence that these insecticides cause brain damage, all kinds of health issues, these chemical companies are trying to figure out a way to continue to use them. Yeah, because it increases the gross domestic product. Yes, Brain damage does not count in gross domestic product. Right. But making more pesticidal walnuts does. Right. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Trump has a particularly special relationship with the head of Dow Chemical. In fact, when he signed one of those executive orders doing away with a lot of regulatory provisions, when he signed it, that particular executive order, literally the first person he handed the pin to was the head of Dow Chemical, and it was widely regarded as his executive order that Trump just carried out. In California, the process of banning chlorpyrifos use across the Central Valley agricultural regions could take up to two years. Governor Gavin Newsom has proposed $5.7 million in new funding to support the transition from chlorpyrifos to safer, more sustainable alternatives. Thank you, Gavin. And yeah, and only 5.7 is not much. No, it's no. We, it's we not. spend that on on a green belt in Irvine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're kicking Trump's butt in California. Yes, we are. More than two years into the Trump, whatever you might want to call it. Reign of terror. Yeah. California has already sued the Trumpster Republicans more times than Texas took Obama to court during eight years in office. <laughs> 
And that's Texas. That's, were, a, that's were, a very high bar we, we've already reached. Wow. California's lawsuits have targeted Republican policies on immigration, health care, and education, but we really kicked butt on Trump's agenda of dismantling Obama-era environmental and public health regulations. Yes. Yes. Federal judges have sided with California and environmental groups in cases concerning air pollution, pesticides, and royalties that the government receives from companies that extract oil, gas, and coal from public land. I don't know if you heard, but Mike Pence had a problem with these judges now. Yes. He says it's unfair yeah. for the judges to make these decisions that don't follow. That, that don't, don't follow what El Presidente wants to do. Yeah. And Trump's talked about dismantling the Ninth District because he never gets a fair hearing and because there's Mexican judges. Jeez. This is where we're at. Yeah. We're talking about this stuff. It's unbelievable. California has filed 49 lawsuits against the Trumpets over a variety of issues. Of those, at least 24 are for setting energy and fuel efficiency standards for products from ceiling fans to cars. California has prevailed so far in 15 of the environmental regulatory suits it filed or joined. That includes 10 that have been decided and five where the Trump administration backed down before a judge could make the decision. When you've got these environmental rules, so much of it is underpinned by the science, California Attorney General Javier Bacera said in an interview. And it so often is the case that the Trump administration can't produce the science. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at Facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 FM, on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, on Twitter at KUCIFM, on Instagram at KUCIFM. Stream us live on TuneIn. On iTunes, go to Internet College University, KUCI 88.9 FM. And while you're at it, mm-hmm. call 949-824-5824 now and give to our 50th anniversary fun drive. Corals of Hawaii. You heard about those, right? I have. They're so stressed out that they're encasing themselves in their own skeletons and self-destructing. They're literally suffocating themselves. They're dying off because this is an instinct. I didn't know this. Coral reefs are actually living beings. They're not thinking this out, but... No, no, but I'm saying it's a a living organism. They call it the lungs of the ocean, the coral reefs, and it's actually a breathing entity. It's a thing. It's an amazing thing, actually. A living thing. A living thing. Many coral researchers believe that two chemicals commonly found in sunscreen are at least partly responsible for this. That's oxybenzone and octinoxate. So Democratic Hawaii Governor David Ige is expected to sign a bill banning the sale of those chemicals in the state this week. The chemicals found in sunscreen, oxybenzone, and octinoxate have already been shown to contribute to coral bleaching. Some biologists think that oxybenzone, found in 70% of sunscreens in the U.S., might affect a type of hormone system that coral use to regulate their skeletons. And octinoxate found in 8% of sunscreens, has been shown in some studies to contribute to coral bleaching. Yeah. yeah. I mean, more research is needed, but this is a good first step. Yeah. This they're is, not this, absolutely sure, right. but they're pretty darn sure that they're not good for coral, and right. so they're moving forward on this. For what it's worth, you can find sunscreen without these chemicals. Okay. I get one called burnout. 
Okay. You can get that at Mother's. Just look at your ingredients. Yeah. That's uh, for what it's worth. Oxybenzone, O-X-Y-B-E-N-Z-O-N-E, and octinoxate, O-C-T-I-N-O-X-A-T-E. There's usually a long list of ingredients, but if those two are in it, don't buy it. There you go. Meanwhile, Washington Governor Jay Inslee unveiled a proposal to convert the United States to 100% renewable energy by 2035. His proposal would require an immediate transformation of the U.S. economy and make us the world leader in the fight against climate change. Many climate experts believe this is what's necessary to limit the most devastating consequences of climate damage over the next century. The proposal calls for standards requiring that all new passenger vehicles and buses be 100% emission-free by 2030, with a rigorous standard set for new commercial and residential buildings, which are major contributors to carbon emissions. Electricity generation would have to be carbon neutral by 2030. Any carbon released would have to be offset by a cut somewhere else and then totally carbon-free by 2035. This is Washington Governor Jay Inslee, who's running as a candidate for the Democratic nomination for president. Right. Inslee said he would shut down coal-fired energy plants and guarantee government support for affected workers and communities. Tax incentives and federal grants would encourage the development and deployment of clean energy technology. Zero-emission vehicles would be required to be built in the U.S. by union workers. I am a fan of Governor Jay Inslee. I think he brings an important voice to the race. I think yeah. he is an articulate man. And as governor, he's actually had to implement many of the policies that he's advocating at a national level. Yeah. So I think there's some real history with him. And I think that while he's not polling very well right now, I think once the debate starts, once we start actually seeing these people side by side, no matter what the polling says now, I think we're going to see things begin to move around and move in the direction that I think the Democratic Party is in. It's where Jay Inslee is. It's where Elizabeth Warren is. It's where Bernie Sanders is. It's where a lot of these people are. Yeah. Well, there's there. a wealth of new ideas in the Democratic Party, and they're all about helping us and helping the planet and not enriching the greedy bastards that are destroying it. Right. And the other great thing about this large field of Democratic candidates for president is there are now... 22 surrogates who will be campaigning around the country during the election in 2020, who have a constituency, who they will be energizing. 22 well-spoken, well-educated, thoughtful people campaigning for whoever the nominee is, is going to be very, very helpful in, in winning that race. Speaking of governors, Georgia Republican Governor Brian Kemp. Oh, this is bad governor. Yeah, yeah that's right, Mueller. That's right. This guy. This effing guy, Georgia Republican Governor Brian Kemp, signed a fetal heartbeat bill that would outlaw abortion after six weeks. The measure HB 481 means women who get illegal abortions could be executed. Yeah. The primary purpose of HB 481 is to prohibit doctors from terminating any pregnancy after they can detect embryonic or fetal cardiac activity, which typically occurs at six weeks of gestation. But the bill declares that unborn children are a class of living distinct person that deserves full legal recognition, not just for the purposes of abortion, but as a legal rule. 
That means the moment this bill takes effect on January 1st, 2020, the state will be illegally holding thousands of legal humans in jail without bond because pregnant inmates have fetuses that have independent rights then. Mm -hmm. May I just say that from what I can tell the Republican Party, it is populated by idiots right now. I'm actually, I would say grateful that this happened, and I'm not. But at the same time, this is the end game. This is it. Yeah. Let's get this over with. Let's have this fight now. Going into 2020, there's going to be a lot of Senate races, a lot of governor's races. This will be an issue. It's not the most important issue, but it's one of those things that energizes constituents on both sides of the Democratic and, and Republican Party. It energizes them, but it also is going to force this issue. Are we really ready to go to the handmaid's tale? Yeah. Is that really where we want to go? Because this is what they want. They want women to be vessels for reproduction and have no options. This is it. You're pregnant. Tough. It is a fight we have to have. Misoprostol, a drug that treats stomach ulcers but also induces abortions, is extremely easy to obtain on the Internet, and women routinely use it to self-terminate in the first 10 weeks of pregnancy. Right. This is misoprostol. Under HB 481, a woman who self-terminates will have committed murder. Yes. HB 481 would also have consequences for women who get abortions from doctors or miscarry. A woman who seeks out an abortion from a health care provider would be party to a murder, subject to life in prison. And a woman who miscarries because of her own conduct, say using drugs while pregnant, would be liable for second-degree murder, punishable by 10 to 30 years imprisonment. As would doctors, as would if they go out of state to a place where it's lawful for them to terminate their pregnancy. What about just drinking if you don't even know you're pregnant right. in the first six weeks? So how about two months? Many yeah. women don't know for a couple of months, at least. Eh, I'll speak for myself. I don't know about Mike, but I don't want to kill babies. I would like to see every pregnancy come to full term and for the child to grow up and have a rich, successful life. But that right. don't happen. I've never met anyone who was pro-choice who would advocate what you just yeah, said. I mean, it's a that, sad, hard decision to right, make. That's right. This idea that, that keeps being put forward by the anti-abortion, the anti-choice people is that somehow there's some satisfaction yeah. in an abortion. No one's forcing anybody to have an abortion, but they're forcing us to not. This is it. There are already four states beyond Georgia, yeah. Ohio, Iowa, there are a couple more that are passing this law. So this is the battle. We're, we're on it because Trump is president and we've got a Supreme Court that seems amenable to overturning Roe v. Wade. The battle is on. This is what it's coming to. And it's time for people to step up. More than 450 former federal prosecutors who worked in Republican and Democratic administrations have signed on to a statement saying special counsel Robert Mueller's findings would have produced obstruction of justice charges against Trump if it weren't for the fact that he's president. Right. The statement is a rebuttal to Attorney General Billy Barr's statement that the evidence Mueller uncovered was not sufficient to establish that Trump committed a crime. Each of us believes that the conduct of Trump described in Mueller's report would, in the case of any other person not covered by the Office of Legal Counsel policy against indicting a sitting president, result in multiple felony charges for obstruction of justice, the former federal prosecutors wrote. 
to look at these facts and say that a prosecutor could not probably sustain a conviction of obstruction of justice runs counter to logic in our experience. So Monday it was 450. I believe it's up over 600. Yeah, it keeps growing. These are Republicans, Democrats, exactly. independents, old people, young people who are former prosecutors who have a vested interest in the rule of law and a constitutionally constructed form of government. Bill Weld, U.S. Attorney and Justice Department official in the Reagan administration. Donald Eyre, a former Deputy General in the Poppy Bush administration. John Martin, a former U.S. Attorney and Federal Judge appointed to his post by Republican presidents. Paul Rosenzweig, who served as Senior Counsel to Independent Counsel Kenneth Starr. Jeffrey Harris, who worked as the Principal Assistant to Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. They've all signed on. They must be angry Democrats. <laughs> Uh, Here's what I want to know, though. The name of the Mueller report was called Russian Interference in the 2016 Presidential Election. Nobody has disagreed with that summary. Sweeping and systematic fashion interfered in our election. Sought to influence the yeah. election in favor of Donald Trump. That is something that is established yes. as fact. And our own departments in our government all believe that. All they, of the intelligence agencies, all yeah. 16, I think that's the number, 16 intelligence agencies yeah. have signed off on the idea that the Russians sought to influence the election in favor of Donald Trump. So Manafort, Cohen, Don Jr., and the Yam, they're all spinoffs. Yeah. The thing here is Russian interference. Shouldn't we want to prevent that from happening again? Yes. But the Trump administration... This year, called to stop advancement of a bill calling for more secure voting systems to prevent Russian interference in our elections. Donald Trump just had a 90-minute phone call with Vladimir Putin yeah. in which no one was allowed to know what they discussed. And when he was asked by reporters, did you bring up to Vladimir Putin, president of Russia, our election and the interference and will they continue to do that? Trump said, no, he didn't. Yeah. My concern is, he said, what are you doing this time? Meanwhile, Trump floated the idea of extending his constitutionally limited time in office, complaining online that two years of his first White House term were stolen. 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 Yeah, I know. Stolen. Yeah, stolen. He, mis he, he misspelled, he misspelled it. it. It's stolen as a result of <laughs> Mueller's investigation. And as support reparations, Trump should have two years added to his first term as payback for time stolen. Stolen by his this corrupt failed coup, Jerry Falwell Jr., Jr., a conservative religious Trumpster wingnut, tweeted in a message reposted by Trump with a tag by Trump, despite the tremendous success that I have had as president, including perhaps the greatest economy, in all caps, and most successful first two years of any president in history, they have stolen two years of my our presidency, collusion, delusion, that we will never be able to get back. Jerry Falwell Jr. was uh, the guy who was one of the first evangelicals to, to endorse Donald Trump. Okay. Now, we've recently learned that uh, Michael Cohen, Trump's attorney and fixer, helped Jerry Falwell Jr. out of a little jam with some racy photos of him and his wife got out. Now, apparently... Cohen managed to sweep up all of the photos, yeah. except for one. Cohen reportedly held on to one of them. Yeah. And it was not long after that that Falwell endorsed Donald Trump. Is there a connection? Yeah. I wonder. 
Now, these are all sidebars, though. I know Russian they are. Russian interference I know, I know, in the but... 2016 presidential election. No, it's evidence of just how sordid our political dialogue has become because of this vulgarian yeah. that's in the White House. Lawyers for Trump called Congress's demands for his tax returns unconstitutional, urging a federal judge to block an House Oversight Committee subpoena for years of his financial statements. What's the big deal? Right. You're welcome to see my tax returns, Mike. Yeah. They're boring as hell. Yeah. In a 24-page filing, Trump's legal team asked the D.C. court to block a committee subpoena to Trump's accounting firm, saying the panel's demand lacks a legitimate legislative purpose. What, like the president being corrupt is not legitimate? Yeah. The six-time bankrupted... <laughs> And speaking of that, it was reported that between 1985 and 1994, yeah. when Trump was portraying himself as a billionaire and financial genius, his core businesses lost money every single year. No, except for one. And the accumulated losses came to more than a billion dollars. Yeah. Trump lost more money than nearly any other individual American taxpayer. Except for one year. Except, he su <laughs> except for one year, he suddenly showed a 50 $2.9 million <laughs> positive cash flow off earned interest. Yeah. And, and the account. Well, it's daddy's money. It's, well, He's it's either daddy's, daddy's boy, money. it's daddy's money, and it's mm. grifting. Yeah. And finally. Yeah. I just, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Florida wildlife and conservation officers were citing a woman who rolled through a stop sign in Punta Gorda when they found 41 small three striped turtles in her vehicle. When they asked, do you have anything else? She pulled an alligator out of her pants. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now. <laughs> <laughs>